0: Hi, this is Dean Muccio here on Boca Chamber Radio. Welcome to Boca Behind the Scenes. This is where we peer into the city of Boca and uh, talk with some employees. And I always say we drive by the big city building and we go, there's people in there I know. And so we get to put a face with the job and find out a little bit about everyone. Lindsay Noratka is here, sustainability manager, and Leanne Welch, manager of Gumbo Limbo Nature Center, welcome to both of you.
1: Thank, Thank you. you very much.
0: Tell me a little bit about you, yourself, you're you're new to the city, mm-hmm. but give us a little background on yourself.
1: I am new to the city. That's a It's a new position, sustainability manager with the city, but it's one that's uh, been around regionally and nationally. Uh, a lot of places are developing sustainability programs. Prior to this, I was sustainability coordinator at um, City of Hollywood, uh, so just a little bit south. Uh, my background is Biology, mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, kind of later in life, I got into environmental studies, um, did master's work related to community-based conservation and really the the interaction between people and their environment. And that just led me into wanting to work in um, In a capacity in which we can make really institutional change, because we want people to to live sustainable lives and do things which are uh, beneficial to the environment and then to their long term well-being as well. And those things should be just ingrained in the in what we do.
0: Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. Leanne, tell us about you.
1: Okay, Um,
2: I'm relatively new to the city. I started in October 2016. Gumbo Limbo has been around since 1984, so it's got a much longer history than I do. Mm-hmm. Before coming to work for the city, I was a volunteer at Gumbo Limbo, I was a member of Friends of Gumbo Limbo, I visited often with my family, so being there as the manager is definitely my dream job. I can't believe I get to work there. It's, it's really fantastic. Um, before that I worked for Palm Beach County and I worked with their coastal and ocean programs.
0: Excellent. Okay, so let's uh, talk about the uh, role the city plays in what is the Plastic Free July about? Where did it originate from?
1: Yeah, so Plastic Free July is just it's a it's an awareness event and it is an international event that started in Australia in 2011 and it started as just a um, office initiative for an environmental organization in Australia but since then over two million people uh, have opted to participate from over 159 different countries. So, What Plastic Free July does is it challenges participants to take a look around their lives and figure out the places where they're uh, using plastic unnecessarily or not recycling it properly and to then implement some changes to reduce the plastic waste that they're producing. So um, the city is just putting it out there for residents um, as an awareness campaign. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have some information on the website about some things that you can do to try to Participate and reduce some of your plastic
0: and why go plastic free? What what is the real big picture of this? And what What does it do mm-hmm. for as far as the environment and and how does it help?
1: Well, big picture with plastic, um, we've learned a lot in the last few years about the impact of plastic on the environment and just the amount of plastic that we have been producing. Uh, a study came out, uh, I think, last year that uh, looked at all the plastic that's been produced since 1950 and what's happened to it all. And um, the results were surprising to even the people doing the study. Uh, we've produced over 8 billion tons of plastic since 1950. 70% of that has been disposed. And of that only ninety 90, or Sorry, only 9% has been recycled, which means of the plastic waste we're producing, 91% of it is not being recycled, uh, which means that it is somewhere and sometimes that's going to be places we don't want it, like in our oceans. Um, a lot of that plastic is uh Packaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the increase in plastic production in recent years has come from uh, packaging and other disposable products. So we have this material which is designed to last forever. Uh, plastic can last anywhere from 450 to 1000 years to forever. We don't know it hasn't been around that long. So all the plastic that's ever been produced still exists. And 91% of it has not been recycled. Uh, So we have this logical disconnect between this uh, material that lasts forever and a use of it, which is for disposable products.
0: And uh, as far as um, the marine life uh, and and the the turtles, which is such a big thing here on on the beach along our coast, the plastic really has been uh, detrimental.
2: Yeah. And we see that um, up close and personal at Gumbo Limbo, you know, two thirds of our planet is covered in water. So it um, makes sense that two thirds of that plastic that has not been recycled has wound up in the ocean. And, and we see that in the most remote islands in the Pacific that man has never set foot on and they get there and it's just littered with plastic waste. And we see it up close and personal at Gumbo Limbo, especially in our turtle rehabilitation facility. Um, we Every year there's tens of thousands of t- baby turtles, hatchling turtles that are born on our beaches, and they're they're little, they're smaller than the palm of your hand, Sure. and they're born with all of the knowledge they need to be an adult turtle. The, there's no, mom doesn't come back and take care of them, so th- when they're born, they swim for about two days, they get out to the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and wind up in these giant weed patches, these sargassum weed lines. And from there, they are pre-programmed to eat pretty much anything that fits in their mouth,
0: so they ingest the they they take it into their system, they eat the plastic, and this really causes internal problems with the the animal itself
2: well, sure, because it has no nutritional value, and it right. fills them up, so then they don't eat what they're supposed to be eating. And frequently, a lot of them wind up back in our rehabilitation facility. They're weak, and they get washed back up on the beach. Occasionally, some of them do die, and we do a necropsy, which is um, an animal autopsy. And what we find is 100% of them have plastic in their stomachs. Uh, About two-thirds of the animals in our rehab facility are also impacted by plastic, whether it's entanglement in fishing line or rope. Uh, occasionally, we have to do an um, amputation of a flipper for that. So, I mean, we're we're just seeing it up close and personal every day.
0: It's a it's a sad situation because it can easily be taken care of. And you say on the website there's information.
2: Um, you can link to our website from the city, but we have okay. our own website. It's gumbolimbo.org.org.
0: Now, are there are there pictures or are, are there photos of uh, situations like this where people can actually see what it's doing to the animals, or is that something you you don't really want to put out on a website or or show people? It's just a thought. It's a good thought, popped actually. Popped in my, um, my head here. Well, last
2: year, last summer, we had a male green sea turtle. We don't see males very often. Um, we see the females when they come on beach to nest. Sure. The males are generally, once they're born, they go in the ocean and we very rarely see them. But we had one that did wash up on our beaches. He had been hit by a boat and we thought uh, that we were going to be able to save him. Um, he died within a few days. And when we did that necropsy, we found that he had monofilament fishing line completely entangled inside his intestines. So something he had eaten was wrapped around this fishing line. Um. So Unfortunately, there was really nothing we could have done to save them, but we did post those pictures. And they were a little gruesome, but um, we made the decision that it was more important that everyone know what they could do. And and with that, it's a simple fact of recycling your monofilament fishing line. And the state, FWC, has a huge program where um, just about at every fishing pier, at every inlet, they have these monofilament Mm -hmm. receptacles. So a fisherman, if he's he's done with his line or he's not using it, it, just drop it in.
0: So uh, as far as uh, environmentally friendly events at Gumbo Limbo, what what do you have there as far as uh, for the public to see? And
2: Well, we're open 361 days a year and everything we were I've founded... I've been there, it's
0: great. <laughs> Thanks. such a great thing.
2: Um, everything we do is based on education. Right. Um, but we do have some big events a few times a year. So our biggest, our marquee event is our Sea Turtle Day. And that's generally the first Saturday in March. And we have thousands of guests, we have exhibitors, um, and we ask that, you know, all of our, all the booths and everyone is environmentally friendly and we bring in lots and lots of extra recycling bins for the day. Um, But we do have, at Gumbo Limbo, we have in our nature center and then out by our aquariums, we have water fountains with bottle fillers. And so we encourage people to bring their own reusable bottle or reusable cup. And we've only had them installed for about six months, but we just checked this morning and we've saved over 10,000 plastic water bottles.
0: Wow. By
2: encouraging our visitors and our volunteers and our staff to use those. So in addition to Sea Turtle Day, we have World Oceans Day, where we celebrate not just sea turtles, but everyone in the oceans. And that's um, the second week in June.
0: So let's talk about uh, what people can do to to help with this this situation with uh, getting plastic out of marine life and off our beach. What's some things that, that we can do?
1: Well, if you go on the, the city website, the sustainability page, I have um, just a few kind of easy things, changes that people can make. And some of the basic ones, um, you know as we already talked about the water bottles uh reusable water bottles the city of Boca Raton has amazing water uh our water utility is um you know providing really well regulated safe clean good tasting water uh-huh. and uh so people can fill bottles um coffee cups are another place where bring your bring your own um fill it at home bring it to work uh and then tote bags to replace plastic bags because those are, are things that are used a lot uh for plastic plastic bags in particular they're lightweight they tend to to float away can get into our water bodies uh and they can't be recycled curbside they have to be taken to the bins like at the grocery stores so it it doesn't get recycled as much as they could uh straws are another big one Mm -hmm. um there's a, a lot of uh momentum around straws at the moment uh you know we talked about images of the turtles and the impact of plastic and a couple of years ago there was a video of a sea turtle with a straw up his nose uh, and it got a lot of people really interested mm-hmm. in in that and straws are something that are not strictly necessary for most people and so one thing that is easy to do is just skip the straw just say no straw please when you're when you're at a restaurant
0: I, I, my wife was with a rest uh, went to a restaurant and the the waitress basically said, uh, we don't serve straws anymore, which is great, which is great. She was shocked, but uh, it was the first time that, that it happened.
2: It's actually really exciting um, just to see it happening almost mm-hmm. organically where people are doing the right thing because it's the right thing, not
0: Because you have that, to. Right, you know, it's making the law. that decision
2: that no straws, a, for a yeah. whole restaurant to decide, sure. well, we're not gonna offer straws. Um, they'll have them on request, you know, um, but that that is pretty exciting. Um, at Gumbo Limbo, we have beach cleanups, and we've been averaging about one a week, and that is external groups that come to us, and they want to make a difference. And the easiest thing we can do for a big group is offer them facilitated beach cleanup. So we provide gloves and um, the little pickers so they mm-hmm. don't have to touch the dirt. <laughs> right. Um, and one thing we've just done is invested in reusable, collapsible plastic buckets. And we offer those to our groups going out on the beach. So they fill the buckets with trash. Then they bring the buckets back to us and we just put it in our dumpster. So yeah. before then, we were giving them plastic bags. And I was like, is that a good idea? Are we, no, we're just encouraging plastic. <laughs> right. But you mentioned straws. And that's mm-hmm. one of the most common litter items and cigarette butts that they pick up on the beach are straws. And they're, they're just, they're tiny they're, and they're not necessary. Yeah.
0: It's just a matter of getting the word out mm-hmm. and getting people to understand why we should get rid of straws and mm-hmm. uh, not have plastic on the beach and uh, be able to uh, you know recycle it properly. <laughs> um, I appreciate you guys being with us. Uh, it's the city of Boca Raton. Boca behind the scenes. And we had the opportunity to talk with Lindsay Narotka and also Leanne Welch, a sustainability manager and also manager of Gumbo Limbo Nature Center. It's great to meet you both. Uh, I love putting faces with the jobs and and hearing uh, all the interesting things that uh, the employees are doing. So this is a lot of fun for me. So thanks for coming in.
1: Thanks for having us. Thank you very much.